Good morning. Welcome to worship, those of you who are gathered here and those who are with us online. It is an I don't care beautiful kind of day. I looked out at 6 o'clock this morning and saw the snowflakes saying and said, so be it, spring will win. I am convinced beyond any expectation that spring will win. So we are gathered here to worship on this Palm Sunday, a day when um, we celebrate the parade of Jesus into Jerusalem. And it is also uh, another, this is the last Sunday that we will be talking about, or at least um, using the movie The Way as a part of our story as we go through Lent. Um, let me just make an announcement. I think we had about 450-ish um, for the, the fish fry, so good news, yay. Um, oh, there's Carl. They, uh, the work that goes into this week after week and the smiling faces I see week after week and um, I bring friends and they love the food and they love the people and so it is um, just a wonderful thing. So this coming Friday, Good Friday service isn't till 8 so that we can um, have the fish fry first and then the service. And... Um, so we still need pies, we still need people, all that stuff to get through the last fish fry. Um, any other announcements that need to be made? Oh, the egg hunt, yes. A couple hundred people at the egg hunt and the Easter extravaganza. You know, this year was the first time since we've been here because of COVID that there's been the inside sort of faith walk part that goes with the outside, the Easter egg hunt, and people did a phenomenal job with that. And Angel Wings had a bake sale and did very well with that as well. So that's the business. Now, I want you to think about what it feels like to be at the end of a journey. The end, uh, you've gotten to the destination or you've gotten to the place. If you go down Route 15 in Pennsylvania, there's a place where you get and you're pretty up high and you can see the reservoir. Uh, probably somebody knows what the name of it is. No? If Scott doesn't know, then maybe nobody does. Because <laughs> Scott's from Pennsylvania, but um, not that side. So anyway... There are places that you can see where you're going. You can see your destination. And it feels like such a breath of fresh air. I can do it. I can do it. I can make it to the end because I can see it. That was Jesus and the disciples as they prepared to enter Jerusalem. And it is the, this group of four friends as they were getting closer and closer to the um, Santiago de Compostela Cathedral. So watch this and know that we are walking our way to Jerusalem.
passport with the official stamp of the cathedral. And this is your Compostela. It's in Latin. It's all written in Latin because this document dates from the Middle Ages. Ah, uh, I'm terribly sorry. Uh, I gave you the wrong name. Yep, but I've already entered it, you know. Uh, I see that, but um, could you please change it? Okay, as you wish. Name, please. Daniel Avery. two things at once. <laughs> For those of you who aren't familiar with the movie, Tom's son, Daniel, died at the beginning of the trip when he was going to be doing the Santiago, the Camino de Santiago. And so when Tom replaced his own name with Daniel's name, that smile that smile you saw on his face is like the first sign of joy in his heart through the whole movie. And so it is with that joy that I say to you, the peace of Christ be with you. Let's pray. Lord, help us to worship. Help us to feel your presence and know that you are guiding us, uplifting us, and strengthening us for such a time as this. In Jesus' name. Good morning, everyone, and good morning to everyone online. It's kind of like when we exchange our name for child of God. We're going to be the crowd this morning singing those hosannas. We pulled out both hosanna songs for today for Palm Sunday, but I wanted to share this with you. Uh, I found it online, and it said, The people who were celebrating Jesus' arrival in Jerusalem were quoting Psalm 118, verses 25 and 26. Save us, we pray, O Lord. O oh Lord, we pray, give us success. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. The phrase, save us, we pray, in Hebrew sounds like Hosanna. So I'm going to invite you as we sing our first Hosanna.
Celebrate, and it's time for us all to join in the chorus. Jesus is here and he's given us so much, and it's this time that we take time to lay our treasures at his feet. Hear me?
give you that you haven't already given us? What can we do for you that you haven't already done for us? In the gifts that you've given us, you've shown us the way to live through you, to live a life in you, and to celebrate. We offer these gifts at your feet today so that you may help us do your service in the world. In your name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Good morning, church. As we come to our conversation with God today, we know that there is much going on in the world that moves in our lives, moves in our hearts, and so we want to be as in close relationship as we can be. Prayer is our vehicle for that. Want to be mindful of a couple of members of our church family who are going to be uh, feeling the pain of loss right now. Um, the R Lee Robichaud passed away a few weeks ago, and so that's something that we carry, and we want to keep his immediate family in mind. Also, we've been asked to share that Margie Wurtenberger passed away last week, and so we have folks who are going to be in grief among us. So with that, in addition to all the good things that we know God is doing, you heard Pastor Kathy announce how we're touching our community with the Easter egg hunt, with the fish fries as well in other ways. 
Let's be mindful of those things as we come before God in prayer today. Gracious and loving God, thank you for this moment. Thank you for the ways in which we are able to gather. Thank you for the fact that you are at the center of every time we come together, that we can open our hearts to you and that we can lift our voices in praise, open our hearts in need and share so much in this blessed circle of faith. Lord, as we come today, let our hearts join the throng that sings as we see you coming. Let us join the celebration as people dance at your arrival. Because as we see you coming, we know what you bring. We know the love that is in the air, one that sees and accepts us and wants to free us from that which binds us. Let us join that wonderful party that keeps moving through the streets because this is the one who will save us, the one who takes our burdens, the one who sets us free. So Lord, as we come today, we lift our voices, we open our hearts, and we join the celebration. But as we come, knowing that you are the one who is able, the one who moves mightily in this world, there is much that we see that troubles us, much we know about that impacts us. And so we see war in our world. We think of those who are displaced not only in Ukraine, but in other places around the world like Syria, Somalia, and Venezuela. Those whose stories are not being told the same way. Let us be mindful of all your children who are suffering. For those whose bodies are on the line as they fight for freedom. Lord, help us to keep them safe. Let us support them in all the ways we know how. Be with them in your Holy Spirit. And Lord God, for those who are making decisions those who are attempting to find the right way out. Let your voice be clear. Let your way be known that we all may testify to the truth of what is possible in your name. And Lord God, for those situations that are closer to home, for those whose bodies are not at their best, for those who are struggling in some way, we ask for your healing. For those who need your wisdom and your guidance, Open their minds that they may hear your voice and know the next steps to take. And Lord, for all of us, call us to your service. Let us hear you clearly. Let us be the ones who hold up your light in a world that sometimes is so lost in darkness. Let us speak your truth. Let us be those hands of love, the ones who help transform for those who simply do not know or understand because we celebrate who you are. We know your truth and we know your way. So let us bring others to the party in all that we say and all that we do and how we live. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.
Good morning. Today's reading is from Luke chapter 19, verses 28 through 40. After saying these things, Jesus headed straight up to Jerusalem. When he got near Bethpage and Bethany at the mountain called Olives, he sent off two of the disciples with instructions. Go to the village across from you. As soon as you enter, you'll find a colt tethered, one that has never been ridden. Untie it and bring it. If anyone says anything, asks, what are you doing? Say, his master needs him. The two left and found it just as he said. As they were untying the colt, its owners said, what are you doing untying the colt? They said, his master needs him. They brought the colt to Jesus. Then, throwing their coats on its back, they helped Jesus get on. As he rode, the people gave him a grand welcome, throwing their coats on the street. Right at the crest, where the Mount Olives begins its descent, the whole crowd of disciples burst into enthusiastic praise over all the mighty works they had witnessed. Blessed is he who comes, the King, in God's name. All's well in heaven. Glory in the high places. Some Pharisees from the crowd told him, Teacher, get your disciples under control. But he said, If they keep quiet, the stones would do it for them, shouting praise. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. When Jesus came into Jerusalem, the people lined the streets and they threw things onto the ground. They threw their coats. They threw shirts. They threw palms. And why did they do that? They did that because It was the red carpet of all red carpets. This was the Savior of the world walking into Jerusalem. And he deserved honor and praise. 
And so that is why sometimes in church we put palm branches all down the aisle where people come in and people step over them and around. We don't want people to trip, but it's a parade. And on parade days, we celebrate. We celebrate. We bring our joy. And my prayer this morning is that we can hold on to the hosannas and not get too far ahead of ourselves this week. The scripture reading and the movie tell us it's time to pack up and take our stuff. Or maybe it's time to lay down the things that we've been carrying and go down the road into Jerusalem. The scripture reading, once again, after saying these things, Jesus headed straight up to Jerusalem. When he got near Bethpage and Bethany at the mountain called Olives, he sent two of his disciples with instruction, go to the village across from you, and as you, soon as you enter, you'll find a colt, one that has never been ridden, a child. That's why he has a ball. This is what it looks like. This is from the Mount of Olives looking across the valley to the city, the wall of the city of Jerusalem. This is modern day what the path would have been for Jesus and the disciples to be on their way to Jerusalem. So you can see that feeling of coming up over the crest, as it says in the scripture, and seeing laid out before you just this incredible, like, we're almost there. We're almost there. And the disciples praising God and saying that this is good and things are good in heaven as we prepare the way. In this picture, you might recognize these two people or at least one of them. That's my husband, Matt. And this is just another angle, but you see behind us, um, right immediately below the fence, is a huge cemetery. And the people are, who are buried there are buried above ground in cement boxes, kind of like New Orleans or other places. This is just part of the Jewish tradition, that they are not buried in the ground here. Um, and as people come and visit these grave sites, they leave stones on top of these, um, I'm not sure what you call them, but these boxes. And they leave the stones as a sign of their love coming to visit and remembering them. I'm mindful of the scripture this morning that says, that you can tell the disciples to be quiet all you want. But if the disciples are quiet, the stones will cry out and praise the Lord. You cannot silence 
the praising of God. This time of coming into the place of celebration and honor, we'll look at, and we've already seen, how these four people who have become friends in the movie travel into this um, cathedral, into this space and place, and you saw on their faces some of what that's about. Um, I want you to see uh, just a little bit more. Incense carrier, Buda. Let me check my word. It's called a swinging censer, but it is also called a boda fumario, and its history goes back hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. It was initially uh, built so that it you could initially a person would walk through swinging the incense. Um, carrier like they do in some of the cathedrals and other churches. Um, then, as the more pilgrims came and walked the Camino de Santiago, the incense got bigger and bigger, and then it was on a rope. And uh, when one a princess came to visit and they were swinging it, it went right through one of the windows, I suspect, like up here, um, right through the windows and out onto the street. Um, it was stolen by a king when he left the area and uh, taken to France. And it was um, before they built this pulley system that you saw where it takes eight men in the red robes to do this. That was done in the 1600s, this pulley system. And I'll say a little bit more about the whole purpose and why that scene is one of the most wonderful scenes for me in the movie. So they arrive at the Santiago de Compostela Cathedral. The disciples and Jesus arrive at Jerusalem. Think about the people who are in that cathedral. That Boda Fumario is only swung for the pilgrims and generally only at Friday Masses. Friday evening when the pilgrims arrive and they read the names of all the people who have walked the, San, the Camino de Santiago. It used to be that they did that because they were kind of smelly after walking 
three, four, five hundred miles, as you can imagine. But the feelings of the people who had walked this spiritual pilgrimage for many, the feelings of having made it to the end, of having made it to the place that signifies the worth of their journey, their exhaustion and their searching and their seeking, and here they are. And do every one of them or even any of them for sure get there and have their life fixed and put together? No, they don't. You know, in this, these four people that are in the movie, the one that was going to quit smoking still smokes. The one who was going to lose weight now has to buy a bigger suit. And the writer, um, he still has to write that novel. And he still has to deal with all of what he's been working on. He told Tom, the main character, that the church had done more harm in Ireland where he was from than any of the wars between the people in Ireland. And that he wasn't going to go in a church. You wouldn't see him going in but we watched him. He went in and he sobbed because he had been looking for a good and gracious and kind God who would welcome him and not harm him. And he found friends for the journey and acceptance in that space. The tears and feeling the Holy Spirit when the music raises like our band or like sung as she sings and plays the piano as the music rises, that feeling of the Holy Spirit being present and you can just feel it. The incense. The incense not only was used as a way to make that space in that sanctuary that seated 1,200 seats, 1,200 people, smell better. But the incense was an offering to God that we all may be pleasing in his sight, even in how it is we come to church. So smell, but also sanctification and acceptance. The idea is that these pilgrims who've come from all over the world, as the incense swings back and forth, and it drifts down, if you've ever, I mean, incense gives me a headache, let me just be clear, I'm not advocating for incense, but in that space, in a movie, that smoke drifts down on every single person, every single person. And why is that important? Because these four people and all of us on our way to Jerusalem, on our once again path down this road of faith, need to know that we come in service to a God who says, all of you, 
All of you are welcome. All of you are welcome at this table. All of you and anyone who shall ever enter this space, as long as some of you who are witnesses and we are pastors, is, are welcome at the communion table. Maybe they've been on a long road and they're kind of smelly. We're all kind of smelly when it comes to some of our life journeys. We bring that with us on this way. They came, and he walked, and he got on this colt, and the disciples began rejoicing, and they praised God with a loud voice because of all the mighty things they had seen. Blessings on the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest heavens. When the Pharisees said, Teacher, scold your disciples, tell them to stop. He said, I tell you, even if they were silent, the very stones would cry out. We're on this road together, and these four friends, the three of the four of them, Tom was told, take the rest of Daniel's ashes to the sea and put them there. And the other three say, oh, I got to go home. I've been on the trip long enough. I got to go. I got to go. I got things to do. I got to get back home. And after they exit the cathedral at Santiago, they all four walk to the ocean where Daniel's ashes are finally laid, all of them to rest. And they turn and they head on their journeys home. She didn't give up smoking. He's going to buy a bigger suit. The writer is going to write the novel and he's going to tell the truth of what it was like to be transformed from a person who didn't like the church, didn't like God, didn't like God represented in the church, was afraid, was afraid of what that might mean, who walked into a church and welcomed the Holy Spirit in his heart and was moved to tears. Their lives were changed. So the challenge and the question is can we? Are we too old to be affected? Are we too jaded by the world? Because you know on parade days, they don't throw clothes these days. What do they throw on parade days? Candy. And you know, if you're sitting with near kids and they throw candy and you're like, oh, could you get me one of those? <laughs> I'd like one of those. And it's a happy Joy, not for everybody. You know, dogs don't like parades, and small children sometimes don't like all the noise. But there's a sense of when your school marching band comes down the road, it's like, woohoo! That's what I want for you and for myself. Hold on to the hosannas. 
Don't go flying to Good Friday. Don't go flying to the news. There is not a lot of good news. So let the good news be that Jesus came to walk down that road and be the Savior of all the nations, to be the Savior of all the people. Jesus came for that. And I'd like to invite you to imagine that as Jesus walked down that path and it was crowded and people were pushing in, that maybe you're looking, trying to get a glance at his face. Or maybe you're trying to avoid his face. But he would say to Yost, who walks on his knees, he would take his chin and lift him up to standing and say to him, you are beloved. We are beloved. Jesus would pick up any of our chins being downcast in the world, in our lives, in our work, no matter where we are, and say, you, my son, my daughter, you are beloved. Rejoice. Hold on to the hosannas. Hold on to the hosannas. Oh, Lord, we just pray that as we prepare to come to your holy table, that we might come seeking the joy, the love, the care that you came to show us. Hosanna in the highest. Today's word reminds us that we are indeed beloved. And as we come to the Lord's table today, let's pause in a moment of prayer to thank God, to appreciate the fact that we are beloved children. Perhaps you need to share something. Perhaps it's on your heart to confess something. But in this time, we invite you to spend a silent moment letting your heart speak. On the other side, we will pray a prayer together that will be projected for everyone. But at this time, take a moment for you and God alone. let's pray together. My Lord God, I sometimes have no idea where I am going. I do not see the road ahead of me. I cannot know for certain where it will end, nor do I always know myself. And the fact that I am following your will does not mean that I am doing so. But I believe that the desire to please you 
does in fact please you. And I hope that I have that desire in all that I am doing. I hope that I will never do anything apart from that desire. And I know that if I do this, you will lead me by the right road, though I may know nothing about it. Therefore, I will offshoot you always, though I may seem to be lost and in the shadow of death, I will not fear, for you are ever with me, and you will never leave me to face my perils alone. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord, our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere to give thanks to you, almighty God, the creator of all that was and is and is to come. You formed us in your image, creating all in goodness, asking us to walk with you in love. When we held back from your invitation, you sought us out, encouraging us on our way time and again. You led those who could not see by a road they did not know. You have turned nighttime before them into light. You have smoothed out the rough places and made them plain. You have released the prisoners from the dungeon. You have made all things new. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you, and blessed is your Son, Jesus Christ. Your Spirit anointed him to walk with the poor, the captive, and the oppressed, and to proclaim freedom and abundance in your name. On dusty paths and lakeside shores, he encountered friends, strangers, and enemies, inviting them to journey with him and to eat with him. He offered newness of life and renewed covenants of love by water and the Spirit. On the night that he gave himself up for all, he was at the table with his friends. He invited them and he invites us to pause on our quest for getting to destinations and savor one another's company. He took bread, he blessed it, and he broke it. And then he shared it, saying, do this in remembrance of me. He took the cup, he poured into it, and he blessed it, and he shared it saying, do this in remembrance of me. He invited them and he invites us all to keep walking together and to keep offering this bread, his body, in the breaking and the sharing of this bread, remembering grace and love for all. Likewise, he invited them and he invites us all to offer this one cup of forgiveness and grace made known in his blood, shed for us. 
And so in remembrance of your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in, as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and cup. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ, redeemed by his blood. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ on this Lenten journey and with one another until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours. Almighty God, now and forever. Amen. And now let us pray together the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Would those serving today please come forward?
table is prepared and the Lord calls, as you come forward, please know that this is God's gift to you. You will receive a piece of bread. You are then invited to move to the next station, dip it in the cup, and receive both elements together. If you would prefer to receive prepackaged elements, one of the servers can give those to you. We ask that you use the center aisle, come down, and then exit by the sides. We're going to have three gluten stations today and then one gluten-free station today. The gluten-free station will be here in front of the pulpit. So if you need that particular service, this is the station you want to go to. We move from the front towards the back. You'll see the flow. Come as the Lord calls.
He rode into Jerusalem on a donkey, a symbol of peace, to fulfill God's ultimate plan for salvation. Hold on to the Hosannas. I want to invite you to stand as we sing our last song. Can you guess the name? <laughs>
you've had some glorious music today. And thank God for the way that that lifts our spirits and helps us to go in joy, to go and celebrate that that parade was Jesus coming to you and to me and to all of us and to all of creation. So may we go with joy. And for those who can, we'll gather at tables Thursday evening and celebrate the presence of Jesus Christ once again before we go to the cross. So keep those hosannas. Amen.